Aloha and welcome to HMA Connect, the new podcast program of the Hawaii Medical Association. Established in 1856, HMA is dedicated to serving physicians, their patients, and the community. On this first edition of HMA Connect, we meet Todd Unger, Chief Experience Officer and Senior Vice President of Marketing and Membership at the American Medical Association. Mr. Unger's vast experience in digital media, marketing, and brand management positions him well to support AMA's ongoing efforts to improve the health of the nation. All right, we're getting ready to begin here with a first ever podcast interview of HMA with Mr. Todd Unger. I'm honored to be your first guest. We're very happy that you are able to join us, Todd. Thank you very, very much. So, Todd, as we begin, please tell us your you know, formal title, a little bit about yourself, and how long you've been at AMA. Excellent. I'm the Chief Experience Officer and Senior Vice President of Marketing and Membership. And so I oversee pretty much the gamut of all our activities related to uh, getting more members, uh, engaging them in the process, and, and making sure that we keep them by delivering great value to them. I've been at the AMA for five years now, so uh, three normal years and two uh, very extraordinary years where we've been able to really step uh, into what is a terrible situation and, uh, and really try to serve physicians, patients alike. Been uh, in digital media and marketing pretty much my whole life, uh, with the exception of uh, what happened before the internet where I worked at Procter & Gamble and a big ad agency and all of those things have really informed you know, my approach here, but I've never been in healthcare, and this is the first job, and I've been learning a lot, especially from doctors. Excellent. So where's home originally? I grew up in Ohio, and uh, to undergrad in Ohio, and then left there, and uh, haven't gone back. <laughs> but uh, uh, this is my second kind of tour of duty here in Chicago, and we moved here for, for this job uh, five years ago, and I absolutely love it. And my family is all here, too, which is amazing. That is, and you can tell by your energy how committed you are to this and enjoy your work, so great. It is easy to be enthusiastic, and I just get so much energy from the people here, from uh, doctors, residents, medical students. uh, You know, I can't treat patients, but helping them do that, it's pretty fulfilling. Sure, you can tell. So I'm going to jump right in and basically ask the question that's always on everyone's mind, every physician. Why join? AMA. It's really important to be part of the AMA because we are the physician's powerful ally in patient care. And now more than ever, physicians, residents, students need that kind of ally. We need that kind of ally to be a unified voice for medicine. There are a lot of players in healthcare, and as you know, not always having the best interest of physicians and patients at heart. And so you've got to speak with a unified voice. And for us, that uh, envelops a lot of other stuff. You think, what have we just gone through with the pandemic? You know, what is that entity out there that is taking the lead and fighting this pandemic, making sure that doctors' voices are heard, fighting misinformation, making sure people are aware of the facts and the science? Also, think about all of the problems that were in healthcare before the pandemic, well, they've gotten worse, and especially the burdens that are put on physicians to be able to do what they love, which is make people better. And so a big part of what we do is confront those obstacles between physicians and patients. And finally, it's all about the future. 
And for the AMA, uh, driving the future of medicine, that's a big part of why we're here right now in Chicago, is thinking about the future. How are we going to adapt medicine and healthcare going forward? Oh, that's excellent. And you know, the, the question always comes with that is then why also join a local society, state and county? Again, organized medicine, many players and none more important, I think, than the way that our national medical organizations, our state medical organizations, and our specialty organizations work together. Again, look at where we are right now. We're in the house of medicine. This is the place where all of medicine comes together to create the policies that are gonna affect the health of this nation. And that is where it starts. This is the most democratic and interesting thing to watch physicians who care so much come together and do that. You know, we uh, work hand in hand with specialty and state societies because a lot of the action occurs at, for instance, the state level. Scope of practice is a great example of that where bills are being introduced. I think there are 70 that have been introduced in like the past year. And again, those are going through state legislatures and that's why through our scope of practice partnership, we work and support state societies as they build cases to try to, uh, you know, to stop unnecessary scope of practice expansions. This is a big year for AMA. It's the 175th anniversary of AMA. What do you most celebrate as you look back? And what do you think about in terms of what the future holds? Well, I really love what Dr. Madera, our CEO, talked about in his opening speech. He said, think back 175 years before about why the AMA was started. No regulations at all about medicine and the quackery that surrounded medicine at that point. No real formality around medical education. And think about what we've been able to do in those spaces together. The times may change, but it seems sometimes that the issues never change, they just are different. And especially if you think about right now what we're going through with the COVID pandemic, you think about what, what's happened in the past two years around just, I'll use his word, quackery. <laughs> think about what we're facing in terms of medical education, a shortage of physicians going forward, and the need to diversify our physician workforce. So again, the AMA remains vital and relevant. I think he used an example too, he said, look at the Dow Jones. There's not a single company that's still on the Dow Jones from when it was founded. And they're a lot younger than we are. Look at us, 175 years later, still going strong. What's your biggest hope for the future of AMA? For me, it's very personal. I want physicians to be the loudest and most effective voices in the room. And I'm not a physician. I've learned as much about medicine and healthcare as I can. My job here is to build a platform so that physician voices, resident voices, student voices are heard above the din. And that is how we're gonna really keep people healthy. It's also another milestone, and that is it's the 50th anniversary of the medical students section of AMA. And I didn't know that until I listened to your podcast. Kudos on that. I know it had been around for a while, but looking back on that particular section, what do you most celebrate? Well, I'm still the oldest person in the room uh, compared to the medical student section of 50, but I get so much energy being around students and seeing them begin to participate in the process of organized medicine and developing themselves as leaders. 
And even though I've only been here five years, I, I've gotten to know students that come in and participate in the MSS and then they're now doctors and they're now leaders in uh, their own systems or in their own practices. And that is what's so important about being involved in, me in organized medicine as a student. It is that leadership. That's what you learn here. Can you tell me, you know, a story of a medical student who you knew maybe five years ago and where they are today? Well, I'll tell you uh, about one medical student. She, she, she always gets a little bit embarrassed when I tell this story. About five years ago, we started our campaign called Members Move Medicine. And it was really talking about how participating in the AMA can really be a foundation for your leadership development and making change. And we were doing a photo shoot. This is the first time we started featuring real physicians, residents, and medical students in all of our promotional materials and on the site. And I brought in a special photographer who does Getty Image photography here in Chicago. And these photos, I mean, they are amazing. And she looked at the pictures as they were kind of coming off the, you know, on the computer. And she looked and she said, when I see these pictures, I feel powerful. And in that moment, a huge like, light bulb went off in my head. And I said, if I can help people feel more powerful against all of these things that are stacked up, whether you're a student, a resident, a physician, kind of going against you, you know, in between what you and your passion is and, and what you've trained for, then that's a big role that the AMA can play. Excellent. It's a great story. It's inspiring. So sometimes I think those who are not physicians can actually be stronger advocates for physicians than physicians themselves. The reason why I say that is because it can seem self-serving if physicians are advocating for themselves. Sometimes I think having a non-physician like yourself or you know someone like in my role, we can do more. And I hear physicians, I listen to the stories, and a lot of them do feel that they're no longer treated with the same kind of respect that they used to have. And when I say respect, I don't mean positions of honor, yeah. but in terms of listening to their voice when it comes to, as you say, yeah. caring for their patients. What's the message that you, and, and you've done this before in some of your podcasts, what's the message that you would like to give to physicians that maybe feel that a little bit too much? Well, let's kind of go back to where you originally started. I think there's nothing more powerful than the voice of a physician, resident, medical student, period. But having that voice heard in today's digital age, that is a tough challenge. And you're not alone. I mean, what we've discovered over the course of the past two years is there are a lot of other voices, and believe me, they are not physician voices, telling people what to do in ways that have harmed health. And so what I look at my job is, is being able to build a platform to amplify those physician voices. And I think, you know, my message to physicians, residents, and students is, you know, advocating for your patients outside of uh, the, the exam room is a critical part of the job. And that is why we have state specialty national medical associations to provide that platform for you to influence health policy and make sure that we together have that tr and can be that trusted voice. Because you're right, like there is so much uh, information at people's fingertips and it's not always really good information and it has created a little bit of a chasm. The only way is to fill that with the truth. Great, as we come to a close, any last words for 
physicians or for the community members who support our physicians as leaders in healthcare. I have to say, I love what you're doing with the creation of your own podcast because today we need to meet physicians, students, residents, where they are in terms of the media they're using, and we need to amplify those across all the channels that our patients are looking at too. So get out there, uh, whether it's at a local meeting, talking to a reporter at your newspaper, being on social media and being that trusted voice, participating in organized medicine, make sure your voice is heard. Thank you so much, Mr. Todd Unger. It's been a real pleasure to meet you and to get your insights. It's my honor. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank you for listening to HMA Connect. To learn more about the Hawaii Medical Association and future podcasts, please visit hawaiimedicalassociation.org.